Hi, my name is Harrison Hayes. I'm the creator of Born Clutch, a podcast designed to give you tools to perform at your best consistently. Here, you're going to learn how to be better under pressure and create your optimal zone. I'm a state champion bowler, lifelong athlete, and a record holder, and I know what it's like to win and lose at the highest levels in individual and team sports. After I caused my team to lose in a state championship bowling event, I went down a dark path of drug and alcohol abuse, and I found myself living a life I was ashamed of. After finding God and getting clean, I devoted myself for the last 15 years to the study and practice of what makes the best in the world clutch. I have now coached professional athletes and are qualified nationally in other sports using these tools. It is safe to say I've cracked the code on how to be clutch consistently. If you're ready to take on the challenge of winning the battle of you versus you and transform yourself into what I could say is a clutch master in any area you want, then join me now. I hope you enjoy and welcome to Born Clutch. What's up, everybody? It's Harrison Hayes with Born Clutch back at you again. I hope it sounds amazing because I just got a new mic. Let's go. Love this thing. It's the Samson G-Track Pro. Got it at Best Buy today. I bought it with my Christmas money. It felt so good. Hope you had a great Christmas. Hope you're getting ready for the New Year's. It's been a while, guys. Girls, ladies, whoever's listening, it has been so long and I've missed being here. However, it's been needed. I had to take some time away and get ready for the massive, huge national tournament. First time I've ever been able to coach or even go to a college nationals as a player. First time right now. Here it is. The team I coached, the Union Jills, they balled at regionals. They trained hard for the last two years and it paid off. We all got better. They helped me. I helped them. And it has been absolutely amazing. We've just been going around, loving God, ultimately being happy. No pun intended, but maybe it is a pun because I say it all the time. Really excited to be back here with you again. Today, I have a very special episode and announcement to make. I'll start with the announcement because that's more exciting. In the next episode or two, I've been working on this, as you all know, if you listen to me often, for at least the last year. And that is developing this product. It is so close. It's a tool that's designed to help people get in the zone just by listening to it. I have one. The problem is being able to mass produce it to a market where it needs to be personalized. That's what's taken this so long. And why I've been putting so much time and effort and money into this new mic, because I'm going to use this to record it. I've actually recorded it already, but it sounded terrible. And so I had to go out splurge on this really nice mic. I hope you can tell the difference. Overall, today, what I want to jump into is nationals. What we did, how we trained, what we learned, and divulge that to you so that you're able to take a piece of that and put it in your puzzle. That's what this is all about. It's about adding pieces to your puzzle. You've got to keep building. You've got to keep growing. I'm just your guide. I don't know everything about this. However, I do know that I've been in the zone many, many times. I'm not perfect. I don't make it every single time I shoot it in terms of getting in the zone, but I find myself there very often and lots of times hitting the clutch shot. I just feel so great in being in that clutch moment, especially if I feel good about whatever it is that I'm doing. 
And that's why I always have to go back to you. If you don't feel super confident in your abilities physically, then it doesn't matter how great of a zone you have. So the physical side of training is just as important as the mental side. Having those harmoniously working together is how you're going to get to that place where you're elevated and you're feeling it and you're just in flow and you're doing things without even trying to do them and you're not only doing them, but you're doing them very well. That's being in the zone and the best way I've found to get there is find an emotion that pushes you into the zone. For me, I know mine's a little bit different. Anger really puts me in my zone. It really does. It's my zone, but I have it has to be a relaxed anger. It's very contradictory. But when I find that relaxed anger, ooh, baby. <laughs> That's when people do not want to play me if they make me mad. That's the way it goes. And we've got to figure out what is yours. What's your emotion? All emotions don't have to be like the good emotion. Anger can be channeled for the greater good. Don't you know Batman was angry about what happened to his parents, but what did he do with that anger? He used it. And I love that I just used a Batman metaphor (laughs) or example in this podcast. That makes my day right now or my week or my month because who knows when you're going to get the next one. The next one could be the drop. And just so you guys know... And girls, ladies, gentlemen, whoever's listening to this, I'm going to drop it here, my new product, for free. Yeah, I'm going to drop it for free. It's basically going to still be beta, but I've already baited it. I know it works. I've used it or I've let other people use it is the best way of saying it because it's like a tool. A hammer is a great tool, but you got to swing it. (laughs) If you don't put any energy into it, you're not going to knock that nail down. And so it's the same exact way. You got to use it. And that's the problem today, I think, just for me going on a quick rant, is people, we've got to get more committed to whatever we say we're going to do. And I'm not perfect. I am not perfect, but I do know that if we can find the buttons that push us and we use those buttons to motivate us, then we can achieve much, much more than what we realize. And that's a huge thing that I've learned in my life is using situations to push me forward. Like if I know, if I tell a group of people I'm going to do something, best believe it, I'm going to do it. That's just me though. That's not everybody. You got to figure out what is your thing that drives you if you're struggling. Anyway, that's my soapbox rant for this episode. Let's get into the good stuff. Let's get into the juicy of what took place out in California. Got to show up in Cali. All I needed was proof that I'd been tested. Hate COVID. Can't stand it. But I am grateful that we were able to go out there and play without masks and be able just to enjoy the fresh air and the beauty of the land that is California. It is a beautiful place. Absolutely beautiful. While I might not agree with everything that California does, they do have a lot of beauty. A lot of beauty out there. Now let's get into the weekend and the training leading up to the event. So basically what we did is we did high intensity training. We all did insanity together. Insanity, if you've never done it, it shoots your heart rate up and then you rest for 30 seconds, let it come down and boom, goes back up. 
and you do that over and over and over again for 40 minutes to an hour and 20 minutes and that essentially helps you get an incredible shape and what it also does is it allows you to be able to be stronger more physical be able to run longer and harder and so I did that in college, and when I was doing it, a lot of the time I was playing my best. And so we as a team committed to doing that. So I was doing insanity with them. And what we also did is we worked on filling in our weaknesses. Because I know lots of times people talk about, oh, play to your strengths. Even I do that. I tell my team, look, play to your strengths when it matters the most. Whenever it comes to filling in weaknesses, though, that is super important. Because if we can fill in weaknesses then the other team or the other competitors are going to have a harder time exploiting us. And so we have to remember that finding our weaknesses, knowing what they are, and then working on filling in those gaps. But then when it becomes game time, that's whenever you're going to fall into your strengths. You're going to play your role. Do just what you need to do in order to be the best. That's it. Because whenever you're at that point, now you're not trying. Now you're relaxed. You're using the emotions that you need in order to get to your zone and you're there and feeling it. And so getting ready for the weekend, that's all we talked about. We talked about doing, filling in our weaknesses, whether that was throwing, cardio, upline defense, zone offense, all of those different pieces. We filled those in before the tournament so that we felt confident. And for me, coming into the weekend, what I had to remember is that I had to be in my zone. It was so important that I find my zone before every single practice, before every single training, before every single text that I send. I need to be in my zone the entire time leading up to this. There's also the pressure of the university obviously is paying a lot of money to send us out there. It's a big deal. It's a huge opportunity. And so that added a lot of pressure to me as well coming into the weekend. So just taking all of that and being able to use that pressure for good became my primary focus as well for myself. So staying in my zone and using that pressure to fuel myself along with the interviews that were coming my way, it was more than I was used to. Now, first game showed up. It was Friday, December 17th. First game's at 10-15. We come out. We are absolutely on fire. We played Kenyon. We end up beating Kenyon 15-3. That was first game. Second game, we end up playing Vassar College. Another D3 school. Because we're D3. We're a very small school. A small Christian school. All these other schools are pretty small as well. So we're not playing the best in the country by any means. But we have what we have. And we're there for a reason. And can we be the best of where we're at? That's the question. Second game. We ended up beating Vassar 15-4. Playing very well. We're in our zone. Our legs are working really well. Teams just can't keep up with us. Great things are happening for us on the field. And now we're starting to get a lot of attention, which is great. It's what we came there for. It's what we wanted. And then third game, we end up playing Portland. Now, the beginning of the game, we played very tight. It was a very close game for the first four or five points. And then they hit us what what we were, what I was worried about is the zone. Because whenever you play a new team, like we're this is the first time our team had ever been to the series which is a big deal. Us being at the series for the first time in our school's history, because we're a newer school or a newer team at our school, it's a huge deal that we're at not only at nationals, but we're also dominating these teams that go every single year, it feels like. So Portland is one of those teams. 
Portland, that area is just so good at ultimate. They are, they're great. The West Coast has great ultimate as well as the Northeast. They're great at ultimate as well. And then there's a hot spots buried around in Texas and Colorado and Atlanta, places like that in North Carolina. However, for the Northeast and the West Coast, they just, their ultimate is, is great. And so playing them, we played them tight, and then they threw that zone on us, and it threw us off. It messed us up. It threw us out of rhythm. And what before we knew it, it was 11-5. And then we finally start scoring. And we score 11-5, 11-6. They score the next one or two. It's 13, and then it's in 14-7, I believe, or 15-7, one of those two. It, it was a close game in the beginning, but then they just they pulled away. But more back on Portland here in just a little bit. Anyway, we make the championship bracket. This is huge. First time series we've ever first time we've ever been to nationals and we make the championship bracket. And so the next game is pre quarters. Next morning, eight AM we have Brandeis or Brandies. One of the one of the two. The Brandies women are they've been there before. They've had some hard fought games. We end up coming out and the question that I asked the team is one that was given to me by the team. And remember, going back to lifting up, making leaders, helping leaders thrive in your organization is huge. So I came to the players, I came to the captains and asked them, what do y'all need to hear? What does the team need to hear in order to have a bounce back day the next day? The best answer was, how are we going to respond? That was given to me by one of the captains. Ask the question, how are we going to respond? Are we going to show up after the loss and be hanging our heads, looking down, thinking, oh, maybe we're not as good as we thought we were. Or are we going to see it as a challenge to get better and to improve? And so coming into that game, that was the question that was posed. How are we going to respond? And our team responded. We also worked on our throws, like really focusing on some drills that we needed to do before the game. We came out and dominated. We ended up winning 15-6, which was great. Just overall a great great win because now we're in the quarterfinals the quarterfinals of the national championships a place where many teams would love to be and here we are first year first series we've ever played and we're in the quarterfinals against Middlebury one of the oldest d3 teams around long-standing tradition the best cheers best throws the best players they have it all and here we are, Union. <laughs> we have all our returners coming back next year. <laughs> Everyone's returning. And so here we go. We come out. They end up putting a really strong defensive line on us. We end up turning it back and forth a few times. But we finally end up scoring. And by the way, this game's on YouTube. So you can go and watch this game. This game right here is the game. It's being live streamed for our fans to see. Our ladies have the opportunity to have let their family watch them and everything like that. Coming out, we came out. We were in it. We were in our zone playing against a really great team, but we were still scoring. We were matching them blow for blow. Coming out and being in the zone, we definitely were. Now, this game it ended up slipping very, very quickly. All the way after the first, after it was 3-3, boom, now... It's 8-3 them. And so it slid very quickly. We did have a chance or two to get a break on, on defense, get a break. We didn't capitalize. So maybe we did have a, a blunder in the moment. But 
a really, really great team that has better skills and more stamina because they were running two lines and we were just running basically 10 players is really hard to beat. So people who have legs, that goes back to the cardio. And so that's something that we're going to do. We're actually going to change up our style of play. We're going O-line, D-line. We tried it whenever I was in college at University of Tennessee, and it didn't work. And so we reverted back. And ever since then, I always said, oh, I can't do it. We just don't have the number of players that UT had or that North Carolina has or that Middlebury has in order to play. And, and we just we can't have that mindset. And so I've got to flip it and just do it and fill in the gaps. And so that's the first thing we're going to develop. We just have to be consistent and score on offense, which we can do. We can do that with our offense. This game, what's so important about it is if you get a chance to watch it, I want you to notice the fight. The fight never ends. And I think that that's something that I'm so proud of with our ladies. Now, was I perfect in that game? Absolutely not. That was my biggest game as a coach I've ever had. I knew my all my family was watching. The best way I can describe it is I felt like I was in a box where I didn't have a lot of flexibility. Because what we've been focusing on as far as getting this team to where they are, we've just focused on the fundamentals of what we needed. We had one offense and we had one solid defense on D. And now we could do different things out of these depending on where we were on the field. We have a lot of plays and things like that. However, whenever they started poaching the lanes and things like that with really like great dynamic poaches, we didn't handle that very well. Now watching that game that night, that score ended up being 15-5. We did have some great highlight plays by some of our players. So Middlebury versus Union. It was an incredible moment because even the announcers knew it, and I knew it as well. We had no chance of winning that game, and not only did we have no chance of winning that game, Middlebury went on and won the whole thing against, guess who? Portland. <laughs> Two teams that we lost to that weekend, they were in the finals out of the 16 that were there. And so I was pumped whenever we whenever we were watching those finals on Monday absolutely pumped especially whenever they won the who we thought Middlebury was definitely better and they were they were so strong we learned so much from that game and no one enjoyed watching that game that was on my team that night because it was a slow watch look at this 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 and just was able to point out so much and so Really looking back on that game, while we did lose, it is such a blessing because we hadn't had great video of ourselves yet, and we had it from an elevated point of view. We had the whole field being able to be seen so we could see it all from a great perspective, and so all the girls were able to see that and internalize it, and the next day on our final game of the weekend, we ended up playing Michigan Tech for our final game. It ends up being we're 12-8. We need one more. We need to go to 13 and we win. They end up scoring five in a row for the dub. And so what was amazing about it was two parts. Number one, we were able to see what happens whenever you let your foot off of the gas and try to coast to the finish line. So we got that perspective. We got to, and it was a game that really didn't matter a ton other than we just wanted to win. <laughs> we really, really wanted a strong bounce back off the middle barrier, and we had it. We, like, that was one of those moments where we were not clutch. 
And that's what we talked about as a team is we've got to be able to remain in that zone as a team and keep our foot on the gas. And it's a group effort. And that's something that was just massively influential in running that back in my mind and also them being able to see it. Because it was something that every team has to work on. And we haven't seen a ton of games like that because we're so young and we've only played a few games now. But we've played some incredible teams. And now this is what overall the weekend was all about. The bar has been set. They know now where they need to be in order to be at the level of championship because that's what we want. We're going championship. Not only that, we want to go D1. There's another school, Carlton, and I think that if we were able to get to D1, if you win the championship in D3, they let you go D1, I think the girls would do it. It would be their decision, but I think they might vote yes on that. And I would be really interested to see how that goes. Now, overall, the overarching takeaway for me from for everything going in, looking back, is what a gift it was. It was absolutely amazing. And it goes to show what shooting for the stars is all about. We're the first team from Tennessee for nationals. If you shoot for huge things and you commit to those and do everything you can to achieve those, man, you can achieve so much. Much more than you think is even possible. Manifestation is real, just like God's real. You just have to seek and you will find. Now with this, I hope that you're ready. I hope that you're ready to really elevate yourself to that next level, that pro level. You absolutely can do it. You just have to find that zone. I know you've made a bunch of shots in a row. I know you have. Who says you can't do that all the time? You have to find that you have to find that rhythm. You have to find that flow. Every single person has the ability to get in their zone and the unconscious knows how to do it. Now, just a few shout outs to the people who've been listening. I know there are some fans in Germany. I see you. It's amazing at being able to see the people that are in Germany. The other is my people in Tennessee. What's up, y'all? I appreciate y'all listening. Uh, huge shout out to just a couple friends, Jesse, Richie. <laughs> Thank y'all for helping me with the podcast, helping me get it to this point. I appreciate anyone of my team who's listening. I'm all about the future and ultimately trying to create it while living in the moment, just loving life to the fullest each and every day. I hope that you're ready for what's coming next in terms of the zone code elicitation and the pieces that come after that. I hope you're ready. I'm ready. Until next time, this has been Born Clutch. Peace.